What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I am your host, Christian, and I'm here with Cody. Hello. And Tim. Hello. We are ready to talk your ears off about everything we love about the entertainment industry. Uh, the launch of summer entertainment is in full swing, and we have a bunch to look forward to in the coming weeks. Uh, we have Black Widow coming out on July 9th, Space Jam, A New Legacy on July, July 16th, Suicide Squad on August 6th, and Free Guy on August 13th. First off, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, formerly here at some kind of podcast, we had what we refer to as Metacritic Predictions Check-In, where we talk about the games and movies we were most excited for as they released throughout the year giving them miniature reviews, uh, sorts of tracking, uh, and tracking the points awarded to them by Metacritic. Uh, since we kind of threw the, the scoring system out the window this past week, I thought it uh, was needed to kind of fill that void with something a bit different. Um, and so the first of the, the two new segments that we're going to choose is called Some Kind of First Impressions. So this is where if a game or TV show comes out that we believe uh, we need a little bit more time with to give an accurate review. Uh, we will go ahead and give our first impressions on what we think of it thus far. And um, the second of the uh, segments will be called Some Kind of Review. Um, and as it says in the title, this will be our final review for video games, TV shows, uh, seasons, uh, movies as well. Uh, once we've been able to dedicate enough time to it that we feel we can provide you with an accurate score, uh, we will discuss it during one of our podcast episodes and then post the score that we've decided to award uh, said form of entertainment uh, to the website with a brief explanation as to why. Um, so at the beginning of the year, we each picked games and movies we really wanted uh, to talk about on this podcast. And so we're still going to continue to talk about those and cover the ones that we selected. Um, but we're going to go over even more, hopefully, uh, and then providing instead of providing you with someone else's score that they awarded, um, we'll be giving our own and that'll be between the value of one and ten of course being the you know perfect masterpiece but enough about the future let's talk about uh the here and now uh, this week we'll be discussing episodes one through four of disney plus series loki and what in our backlog backlog games movies tv and anime we plan on diving into over this holiday weekend and going forward so let's get right to it let's tie it's time for some uh, let's loki talk about it so Loki's latest adventure reached uh, episode four on Disney Plus this Wednesday. So yesterday as of recording on June 30th, uh, following on from God of Mischief, getting to know his Spoiler female variant. Spoiler alert. I, got, I'd have, I have to interrupt you and throw it out there. Spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched it, Tim. Look at all those Honda Civics with their spoilers. I, <laughs> I got to get it out there. I had a plan for like I'm just I just just in case <laughs> yes Cody beat me to it spoilers ahead uh we will definitely be diving deep into episode four especially um but pretty much for the whole show if you haven't watched any of it or if you're not caught up the whole way um just go ahead and pause now and come back to this later um where was I the Following on with God of Mischief, getting to know his female variant, Sylvie, after the pair escape the clutches of the time variant's authority. Uh, this is also the first episode of the Marvel Cin Cinematic Universe series to include a post credit scene, uh, which we'll dive into in gloriously, spoilerly detail. But first, and that was the spoiler warning. So Cody beat me to it. 
At the end of episode three, we left Loki played by Tom Hiddleston and Sylvie played by Sylvie DiMartino, seemingly trapped on the doom moon of Lamentus in 2077, with a plane about to crash down and the escape vessel they planned to hijack destroyed. Sylvie had also bombed the sacred timeline, creating countless branches and forcing the TVA to deal with the chronological chaos she'd unleashed. So episode four had a lot of what the show refers to as pruning going on, and some of those were actually with some pretty major characters. Uh, but first, let's do a short recap. So in episode three, it was revealed that Sylvie, that by Sylvie, that everyone at the TVA was a variant captured by them from the timelines and brainwashed to forget everything they knew before making them believe uh, that TVA created them. Loki attempts to convince uh, the Morpheus, which is essentially the handler of Loki during the show. Mobius? Uh, who is reluctant. Hmm? Mobius? What did I say? Morpheus. That's wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's close to the Matrix, man. You know, it's, it's fine. It's it's getting into it. Yep, yep. So, Mobius. Loki, and Loki says, I know Kung Fu, and he says, show me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, Loki attempts to convince Mobius of this, who is reluctant to believe that the god of mischief uh, at first, but Mobius dwells on this for a little while, ends up stealing his supervisor's smartphone of sorts, uncovering evidence proving that this is in fact true. So in episode four, Mobius discovers that the harsh truth, he comes to Loki with the intent of helping him escape, not before his supervisor, whatever you want to call it there at the TVA, shows up and prunes him. So he's Gano. Loki and Sylvia are both escorted before the three timekeepers, where they are told to speak their final words before being pruned. Fortunately for them, Sylvie has made friends with a timekeeper guard who has also been shown the secret truth about the TVA that interferes in the seemingly execution scene and throws a few stories their way uh, to our favorite two Lokis. Fighting ensues, and once all of the guards are either pruned or incapacitated, Sylvie throws a one of those swords at a timekeeper's neck, only to discover that they are just machines controlled by some other mysterious being. Just as Loki and Sylvie discover their displeasure with yet another roadblock, one of the TV agents comes to and prunes Loki in the back, right as the credits roll. But alas, there's actually an end credit scene on this. Loki awakens and asks himself, am I dead? Is this hell? Only for the audience to hear someone say, you will soon, you will soon be if you don't come with us. The camera pans to three people standing side by side. One seems to be either a hammer wielding Loki of some sort or a variant of Thor followed by a teen Loki holding a pet crocodile and then an adult Loki sporting Loki's more traditional classic attire from the comics. I think the crocodile so, was also Loki, personally, by the way. Oh, you think it was like Loki holding Loki. Like an animal yeah, Loki? Like it, I'm pretty sure all three are like, pretty sure everybody was Loki in that scene, I think. Like, uh, but it know, looked I'm like... Not, I, mean, I said spider pig, but I know that was a reference to the Simpsons, but there is like in... Yeah, the, no, spider pig's a thing. In the Spider Verse, there is like, yeah, Spider Pig, Spider Noir, and Spider Pig, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. it's it's a it's a real thing. So it's Loki Gator. I, it's what I, you know. It, I'm pretty sure the Gator had like the the horn, the crowned horn thing. He did. Yeah, that little crown. So thing I, I, I feel like I thought it was probably like a... a Loki. I just thought it was the kid being dumb, but like I'm gonna put a little hat on my, my like my pet. I mean, it could be. It could be. But I, I like to think that the alligator is also Loki. If that's true, I hope he talks. I do too. I hope he talks. I hope it's... And I hope it's like, I don't know, like just 
uh, like a high squeaky Nick voice Schwartzman or something. or something. You know what I mean? Like just something ridiculous. Just Adam Sandler as a crocodile. I don't. I don't care. So, first question for you guys, though, since I've covered the little bit of a catch-up and synopsis of this um, episode. So, since the TVA has lied about, you know, the TVA creating all of these workers, and what else do you think they've lied about? Do you think that the TVA has the best intentions, whatever this mysterious, like, overarching force or person creature is, guy. You uh, mean to maintain the... order, or do you think it's a sinister plot? The timekeepers or the TVA? Well, so as I was saying earlier, the timekeepers are essentially not even like real, right? They, or if they are, they're in another place because the the people that appeared before Loki and Sylvie were just were just androids. machines. They're androids, yeah. and so they're either being controlled by three timekeepers someplace else, or the timekeepers was created by some mysterious force or person creature thing as like the figurehead when it's actually secretly somebody else doing the whole thing. I'm just gonna throw this out here as my Cowboys versus Aliens calling it. Uh, it's another Loki. You think? I think there's a Loki controlling everything. And that Loki is Eric Boner. <laughs> yep. No, like, I, I, so, I legitimately think it's another Loki. Just from the way that they <laughs> acted when, like, they they finished, like, beating the, the snot out of the, uh, the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they were like, you know, but we could also, like, just talk, you know. Like they, they like, like switch their attitude real quick. Yeah. I feel like uh in this series Loki is becoming more like Doctor Doom, where like you never really meet Doctor Doom, it's always just a Doom bot. Uh where it's like, oh, this is probably it's just, it's just Loki. It's just another version just of Loki. Loki. Yeah. I look Owen Wilson is just another version of Loki. I'm gonna be look, I, I hope so much. That since we learn that when you when they like disintegrate people with their little rods, that they don't actually get disintegrated, they just get like dumped into like the proverbial recycle bin. Um, they get put in the recycle bin. Like, and someone, no one's gone over and hit the clear recycle. Exactly, bin. that's re- legitimately <laughs> what it was like. It was like they got deleted, and they were put in the recycle bin. So mm-hmm. I really truly hope because when Loki wakes up and he's like, "Am I dead?" and then you hear. Uh, All this is just a timekeeper running a virus scan on his computer. Yep. Nope. I, I, so the... Good. I was just going to say, I hope they do the same for Owen Wilson, and I really hope that, like, Lightning McQueen is there because it's just alternate versions of him. It's owned by Disney. That's what you I'm know. saying. That's what I'm saying. It's owned by Disney. Like, I hope to God that they just, like go all out and then there's just there's just a regular owen wilson there and he's just like wow he doesn't say it in this series. i know but so that was part leading kind of into another question i had for you guys and so this recycle bin that you're talking about where these people go where you know up until this point we thought when you got pruned essentially it was you're vaporized you're just hecka dead and gone so apparently it's not true at least for loki I don't know if that has something to do about his powers or something, or if somehow that, you know, interacted with the way they get pruned somehow, or if, like you said, if this is just a recycle bin that you're calling it, do you think that that's one of the timelines that they just use to keep all the variants in? Or I think it's like a pocket thing. Like, I, I don't think it, it... A pocket dimension? Yeah, I don't think it's actually a timeline, which, by the way, I just have to throw out there... Uh, when when Sylvie bombed the timeline in like episode two or whatever, 
Um, and it was like Bizarro split. The next episode, they had solved it like it was nothing. Like there was there was no alternate timelines. Unless they're in the alternate timeline. No, when they when they showed the, the all the screens, the screen it was just the yeah. one sacred timeline. Like they just yeah, they just so fixed I it. Know. I don't know if that's them just trying to be like, oh yeah, you know, like that's how powerful the timekeepers or whatever this person is yeah. that's actually controlling everything is at correcting time. Or if that, you know, maybe it's like the timekeepers are, are lying. So they're like, oh, yeah, we totally fixed it when, in fact, they didn't. And so they're showing that it's, like, corrected when, yeah. in fact, all this crazy crap's going on. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's like a big recycle bin. And I think that it's populated with just variants and probably some kind of, like, monsters that murders them and you know the strong survive kind of thing instead of them like legit like in comparison going to your recycle bin and hitting clear or empty like i feel like there's just you know something in there that wipes them so that there's room for more you know variants that they're just purging And it could also be like a staging area where, like, they just get recycled into the uh, the the TVA. So you're saying like the timekeepers pull from this area and then like brainwash them and make them think that they're yeah. part of just the DV- TVA troop. Yeah. And then bring them back into the fold. Yeah. Because ti- time's not really an issue with them, so they could literally plop them in at any point in time. So at the end of this episode, um, of course, the all the you know workers, guards, whatever you want to call them from the TVA, they were in this room that had Loki and Sylvie seemingly about to meet their end in front of the three floating android time figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very end, of course, when you know the one came to and actually zapped Loki in the back. Yeah, the main Sylvie, you know, the gets the upper hand time, on her uh, variant Minuteman chick. When Sylvie gets the upper hand and actually, you know, has her on her knees. She's like, go ahead and do it. She's like, no, I'm going to, you're going to tell me everything. Do you think at this point that one is this, are is there, are we going to have two branching storylines essentially where Loki is going to be in this pocket dimension, figuring out what's going on with all these other Lokis and whatever, what over there. And then we're going to have Sylvie still doing the storyline that's with the TVA. And then, like, that's going to merge back together at the end of the season? Or do you think they're going to come back together and actually be fighting side by side for the rest of the season? Um, I doubt it. For which one? Uh, for all of that. Because um, uh, I'm pretty sure there's only six episodes in, in Loki. Uh, and we're on four, so... I don't know that they have time to do that. So you probably just won't see Sylvie until Loki catches up with her again. I I, I think that like maybe half the episode will do that. And then they'll just converge at the end of the episode. Because I mean I 
Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was double checking that. I I mistook. I thought this was more so like one division, which had like eight or nine. No, it's only six. Um, but yeah, this is six. So there's two left. Uh, I mean, they could be longer episodes, and they could squeeze more in there. But like, I don't think they have the time to do a full like two different arcs in two episodes. You know what I mean? No, but I I felt like it was going to be like a Game of Thrones esque thing where like you're just popping back and forth between all these different things is happening with all these different characters and like all these different regions. I mean, I think they um, will definitely pop back and forth, but I don't think they'll be separated for the whole episode. I think she'll figure out how to get to him. Because like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think the uh the head of the TVA, I don't think she knows that the timekeepers were androids. Uh, is my guess. I don't think she knew that, but I'm sure she knew or at least had an idea that when they pruned somebody, they didn't die. Yeah, she's had to at least know some stuff because you know, whenever somebody started to come wise to the fact that of what the truth about the TVA, right. she was like instantly like prune them, get yeah. rid of them. No, she, she's definitely wise to some of it, but I don't think she's wise to them not being real. That's that's just my guess. You say say that again. They're, she's not wise to them. What? She's not wise to the timekeepers being fake. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, think. I, gotcha. I I think in her mind they were a hundred percent real, and the fact that they're just androids. Which, by the way, I think is funny because you know when Loki got there, they were like, "Are you or have you ever been like a a, a robotic individual?" All right. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't think she knew that, but I think she has some idea that Loki's not actually dead. So then, like to that end, then if you don't think either one of those are happening, what? How do you think that this story over the next two episodes is going to conclude? I think Loki is going to end up trying to be like the ruler of all the Lokis or something. Um, or there's just going to be some weird dynamic of Loki-isms just happening. It's just going to be a clash of Loki. Um, and then I think she's just going to walk into a room full of Lokis and it's just going to be weird. I think that's what's going to happen. So I think it's, I guess your second thing you said is more in line with kind of my prediction for it, where I kind of think that the end of this isn't going to have like a conclusion it's going to be more so of like a Pandora's box opening where it's going to be like, here enters the multiverse of madness where there's just crazy crap happening everywhere. Everyone is Loki. Everyone is Loki. <laughs> so like, I think that this one, if anything, might just lead directly into like Dr. Strange or something. Um, and... Yeah. I mean, well, speaking of Dr. Strange, uh, so not to derail too hard, but I know last episode we talked about the changes to the end of WandaVision yeah um the best theories that i've seen so far because the only legitimate change that they added um was more trees, more trees and they I don't understand why but okay so i th- i'm pretty sure the reason is that shot where the camera zooms into the cabin is being used in multiverse of madness and okay. they needed to make them match okay like, I feel like while they were in post-production for Multiverse, they were like, ah, we put more trees in there. 
because it looked better or they did a fight in the trees or something and to make it canonically match they just tried to quietly update it and then people lost their mind um also tree gate also i was watching some videos and i thought about it and that little like ghostly image that people are seeing uh floating down the trees uh that's an accident from the vxf people oh really yeah so in after effects or premiere if you want to crop something out you make a mask and you take your little polygon tool and you just like do it over whatever you want and then you mask that to another area like if uh like the the starbucks cup in game of thrones if they had thought about it they would have taken a shot of that table like a, a picture and then just masked out the coffee cup and then put the picture behind it so you wouldn't have been able to tell the coffee cup was there yeah and so i was looking into it and during the original shot the window behind her on the porch had like the reflection of like a cameraman or something and so they cropped it out but they made a rookie mistake and instead of like keying that mask so that it only shows up when the issue shows up they just left it there and so what happens is the mask stays in the same spot and they didn't take it out. So as the camera's moving, it's actually picking up like the, like a background image. And so that's why it's like different from the background. And it looks like there's some ghostly image coming down because it's really just the background at another point. And they don't, they don't add up. Interesting. And I was like, man, that's exactly what that is, and people are losing their minds. They're like, oh my god, it's Doctor Strange! It's Doctor Strange! Nope. Nope. It's just somebody's lost job. Nope. <laughs> Either somebody lost their job, or it was a rush job, for sure. So, back to Loki. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to point that out. You're good. The... <laughs> At any point during any of the earlier episodes, did they give a specific number as to like how many timelines, quote unquote, there were before this magical force nope. fused them all into the sacred timeline? They just said that there were a ton of them, and they were all fighting to be the main one. Okay, so for all we know, there's just like an unlimited amount of them. Well, right now there there isn't, but yes, there is potentially an unlimited amount, but right now there is only one. Because they erased all the other ones. They're all going to break it out at the end. But they couldn't have fully they couldn't have fully erased the other ones because otherwise they wouldn't have variants. They took the variant, just like just like whenever they go to a timeline, they find the variant, they take it, and then erase the timeline. Which to me never made sense. Why not just leave the variant there, and then just bomb the timeline and end it, including the variant? But they take the variant, bomb the timeline, the timeline goes away, and then they prune the variant. So my understanding of it, because like they showed a background of Sylvie as a kid when she was like, I don't know, eight years old or yeah. whatever, being taken by the time police TVA to be, you know, taken away as a variant and be pruned or whatever. And so my thought process, the way I understood it was that there's a timeline and that when you have those branches coming off of them, that's the people on that timeline doing something they're not supposed to do. So they reset that to bring that character back 
and then they continue along the sacred timeline or the proper timeline. Yeah. I, so that, yeah. But if that's the case, though, that Loki or Sylvie would still be Loki. Continuity. But it's not. It's a complete different. It's a continuity plot hole. Because they, they've contradicted themselves in the show. Okay. Because the very beginning, they're like, at one point, they were just crazy timelines. And they were all fighting to be the, the main sacred timeline. So the TVA was created to get rid of those timelines. And then now there's just a sacred timeline. And we maintain it. And anytime a branch happens, we blow it up. And then they were like, yeah, but we still we still pluck Lokis that are different all the time. And you're like, okay, but how does that work? See, I thought it was more so like that there's like they say the sacred timeline or like the sacred flow of time. But I thought that, like, even though you see the single line on the screen being monitored, I thought that, that like, so they're always talking, when, when Moby's talking to, to Loki about, like, you know, like, this is destined to happen, you're supposed to die, you know, Ragnarok is supposed to happen. I thought that they were talking about, like, in the different timelines, whether it's, you know, the Sylvie Loki, or the Loki we know, they're still meant to die and have Ragnarok no matter what timeline they're in. So even if they're the same character, even if it's, you know, it's a female Loki, a uh, male Loki, you know, midget Loki, whatever, it's gonna, it's gonna still have the same thing happen to it at certain points in time. And so whatever that, you know, child Sylvie did to get her off the path to where she wasn't supposed to go where they wanted her to go, they took her away and then reset that timeline. But I still thought that there were multiple ones though. You, you're, I, I agree with you. I thought so too. That's why, like, I don't understand it, and not to quote Doctor Who here, but it's all wibbly-wobbly. Like, t discussing time, like, travel and timelines, you're just going to give yourself a headache? I will say, though, that, like, when they were talking about, like, the whole, like, time, you know, heist thing in Endgame, and they were, like, everyone's like, oh, well, we're basing all logic off of, you know, like, you know, Back to the Future and, you know, Hot Sub Time Machine. And then I can't even remember which one it was. It's like, that's not how time works, dummy. And then, like, they gave this BS explanation. And I was like, I didn't follow any of that. It made sense to me, uh, their explanation of, like, if you go to the past, that past becomes your future. So anything you do there would just create another timeline if it changed anything. Because when you go back, you're just going back to your past, which then again becomes your future uh, you already lost me again I, 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 no I was matter what you do <laughs> you can't change the past was the was was the whole point was that if you're going to change anything it has to be in the present which is why they brought the stones back to the present and made the the, the second snap to bring everyone back there because there was no way if they had gone back to the past snapped and stop Thanos when he did his snap. All that would have happened was they would have created a second timeline where everyone was alive. Okay, so then by I guess by that logic then, and by like if say if this is, you know, like there isn't multiple timelines, there's only one, and that all these other Lokis are just variant Lokis that are going off the path, and then which one's the main Loki then? Like I mean by a by you assume the that, one that know, died. The one that died. So then, this is Sylvie... not the main Loki. Like, 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 like in Dragon Ball Z, they have Universe Seven, right? So we're watching Loki from Universe Three or something. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't the Loki that we know. Yeah. 
that we've been following that died in the beginning of Endgame or Infinity War. Is it Infinity in, Endgame, right? In, no, it's Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I knew yeah, that, but I was Infinity. just saying that, like, w- even though we're watching this universe as, like, the 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 one that we're watching as the audience or whatever, what's to say that this is actually, like, the main sacred timeline? What's... It's not. Oh, there isn't. Yeah. For for all... For in, the way that they've explained everything and contradicted the themselves... The, the, sacred, the sacred timeline should... Loki should have died. Yeah. So this is not the sacred timeline we're watching. So, if anything is possible in the sense that, that, you know, like you said, there should be other timelines. If if a female Loki exists, that implies that there was a, there's timelines where a female Loki is Loki. Right? Or, like, like... The multiverse would probably come in, too, because that means that, like, I mean, it's the road not taken. So, in another universe, Loki is born female instead of male. Right. And so either there are multiple sacred timelines, as in plural, where the exact same thing happens in every single one of them. It's just Except different, slight yeah, slight differences to uh, appearance. Um, but quintessentially, maybe that's how, the, maybe that's how uh, Natalie Portman is going to be Thor. Yeah, that could be it. That could be how they do that. Or maybe in this other universe where Loki's female. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman's worthy of picking up Thor's hammer. Yeah. Uh, it's the only way they're going to be able to explain the Spider-Verse because they have confirmed a Spider-Verse. They have, they still, for whatever reason, won't confirm Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, even though all three not... Spider-Men, all three of them are in New York right now. They're not going to confirm it because they want it to be a big surprise. But it's me. not, though. That's what I'm like. Just, just say it. Whatever you know, you know. Just, just say it. And we still don't have a trailer yet. Like I feel like they're doing that on purpose. They're probably gonna wait until like Black Widow finally comes I out. I know, but I don't want to wait till Black Widow. I don't care if it's like eight like days. Ten days. Uh. Anyway. Uh There is either a multiverse of sacred timelines, or. And and. In conjunction, there's multiple TVAs. I say, aren't there also multiple timekeepers? What like, what if each timekeeper has its own sacred timeline? Well, it's either it's either that or there's the one. I I think it's Loki, but there's the one person that's controlling all of it, and in each one, there's three timekeeper androids to throw everything off, and then the TVA is just populated with variants. And there could be multiple of them. And then with, I don't know, with whatever happens, maybe they overthrow the main Loki or, uh, you know, whoever is running the show. And then that creates the multiverse of madness. Maybe it's all the different sacred timelines just branching off. Cause in, in Endgame when they were trying to explain the time travel thing, the Sorceress Supreme and uh, Hulk, Bruce Banner, were having a conversation, and she showed him the sacred timeline and tried to explain to him that if you change something and it makes an, an alternate timeline, that's screwed. And it was like a little... It was just like on the TVA thing. I think that was on purpose. 
where a little branch went off. And then he was like, right, but if we just bring it back and put it right back when we took it, that goes away. Which is why I think, like, in the beginning, they were like, yeah, that was all supposed to happen. The Avengers were supposed to do that. Because Steve went back and Because he undid it all. So. Either way, we have to wait two episodes to find out. Right. So, anywho. Any last thoughts that you guys want to add on to Loki or what you hope to see in the final two episodes? Uh, I want to see Doctor Who show up. Any um, realistic David things Tennant, that you want to see? Specifically. Um, I suppose they'll just pop into another timeline where everyone's just sitting around playing critical role. and. Uh... Yes. <laughs> uh, you get it. Uh, no, like legitimately. I want to mention. I want to mention that we're like what, like half hour into this show right now, something like yeah, that. Yeah, thirty-two minutes. And Christian was the first one to bring up critical role. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Christian was. I wasn't even going to talk about no, this whole episode. Wasn't either. So now this is going to spiral out of control, and we're going to do another thirty-minute segment on critical role. Well, but it's all my fault this now. time. That's what we're saying. Well, you brought it I'm up. Fine. I'm not going to say a single word about it. I just wanted to mention that you brought it up. You brought it up. Uh, no, I. I want to know who's doing it all although i i feel like we're not going to find out i feel like either we're going to get a tease of it but not actually know who it is and then they're just going to leave it open so that people can theorize about it and then we'll find out in multiverse of madness next year or is it this year it's uh next year next year um the only more movies coming out this year are uh black widow shang chi and spider-man right um, isn't Captain Marvel? Did that get pushed back too? That's next year. Okay. I think it's the Christmas movie next year. Okay. Because I think Doctor Strange is May 2022. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, I feel like that Doctor Strange movie, by the way, is going to be uh, the Avengers replacement. I hope it's just like Doctor Strange having to fight a whole army of Lokis. <laughs> be pretty great. No, I feel like. I almost feel like it's going to be Doctor Strange versus Wanda. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting no matter what. But I, I would like to see... I mean, some... Ashley Olsen said she thinks her character is still a villain. Yeah. No, I I, I hope that in the last two episodes we do... Like, I, I don't think the show needs any major character crossovers. But I would like to see... Not Ashley Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen. Wow. I would like to see a crossover character either make it Wanda or Doctor Strange. Um, preferably Doctor Strange, just to like solidify that it's definitely rolling into that. Because apparently he was supposed to have a cameo in WandaVision, but like scheduling didn't line up or something like that. So I, I really hope that they like significantly tied into what's going forward. Um, so go ahead, Tim. Sorry. I was just going to say my final thoughts um, is that I think that uh, Kaylee's going to help revive Scanlan in critical role. <laughs> and and <no>, I'm kidding. <laughs> Episode 22 is as far as we go. (laughs) (laughs) 
did you actually have a have a guest him no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks man um. uh so i feel like the whole they're not gonna recycle exactly what they did you know with thanos being this like you know massive you know bigger larger than life villain where everyone has to band together to defeat him but they're gonna kind of somewhat do that again here I think whoever is running the TVA, whether it's they're running multiple TVAs, whether they're running the single one that then controls all the timelines, one singular timeline, however it is, whatever this figure is, I feel like is going to be the big villain for this next phase. Could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also kind of like, you know, Koei's theory. Of it's, it's Loki. I mean, it, that could be too. It could be another alternate. Either Loki, Loki. Either Loki or eric boner because i don't think that you know they keep saying how like their their thought process behind all of this is like oh we have to maintain the sacred timeline that way another multiverse war doesn't happen again even if the multiverse war happens again i think it'll be like oh wait why are we fighting each other we should be defeating this big guy who's telling us what to do and then I think the end of the phase will be like, you know, everyone goes back to their appropriate timeline. All the stones and whatnot, ability to travel back and forth are destroyed. And then everyone just lives in peace in their own timeline or something like that. Could be. But We're going to have a long time to wait to find out all, all that out. That's, that's like 10 years from now. But <laughs> Was it Eric Boner? Was that his name in WandaVision? It was something Boner. I, I really don't know what it was, though. Gotta love the things we fixate on. I mean, you knew what was happening when I walked into this. Okay, well, that's that's my thoughts on Loki. The uh, the saddest explanation I think thus far for a a plot hole that everyone was or plot point that everyone was getting so excited for it was just to be like a dude that doesn't actually know what he's doing, whose secret name is a uh, a sexual joke. Uh, I mean, up until that point, it was the travesty that was Iron Man 3 when the Mandarin was just some actor dude. And I feel That's like true. That, that was the same cop-out they used in WandaVision. I feel like and, it's going to be the same cop-out in this one. I feel like it's just going to be a Loki in over his head. And he was like, oh, it was going so well. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> Derek Boner. Just tie it all in. It's, it's, uh... Yeah. No, it's just going to be a Loki, and he's going to be like, I messed with Wanda, and I put a guy in there named like Eric Boner. I would laugh so hard. I would actually appreciate that if Loki was like, I put a guy named Boner in Wanda's time. <laughs> I would actually appreciate that. Like, I'd be like, you know what? You redeemed yourself. Yeah. No, like it's just, I hope, I hope that's what it is. I hope it's just, like, I hope he comes off as a wise ass, but then like he's secretly like actually powerful. And not just like jokingly Loki powerful. Yeah, because I'm really pissed off if it's like Loki's just like, nah, I was just messing yeah. with you. No, it's really just the Loki from the Sacred Timeline. Like when Thanos cracked his neck, he didn't actually crack his neck and somehow just like escaped and figured everything out and just was just like, yeah, I was tired of all of it. Just made it work. Yep. Anywho, we will see in the final two episodes of Loki. Uh, Black Widow will give us some backstory to one of the beloved characters. I don't think we'll get any you know, present-day knowledge about the MCU. At least I don't think. Maybe an end credit scene. Who knows? 
Um, and then we'll go forward to the Shang-Chi. Uh, is that this October? Am I wrong? September. September, September October. It's September. Okay. And then Spider-Man's yeah, holiday, right? December. Holiday. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Yep. So we got a lot, lot to look forward to in the MCU uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, but for now, uh, let's go ahead and move on to... Guys, do you have any plans this weekend to burn through some of your backlog entertainment over this 4th of July weekend? You can't see it, but me and Tim both just shook our heads. Um, I got to work, so... I, so, but, looking... I mean, at, if you're talking about this weekend, no, longer term, probably. So I can do... Even if it's not this weekend, let's say, like, you know, the next little bit, for me, at least me personally, I don't have any major games coming out uh over the next probably month month and a half yeah i don't even know what comes out i think the next i mean like there's not like a big game dropping for me until like october so i mean i've got a while to burn through my backlog so i I guess let me rephrase that and saying until the next big game stop dropping start to drop this fall what what do you guys want to try to burn through first to try to uh, get through some of your backlog whether that's movies show video games like what's at the top of your list so honestly i'm kind of caught up like i mean the only game on my backlog that i really like truly care about finishing is um uh horizon zero dawn such a good game um Mm -hmm. so I, i will finish that but like i don't have any shows that i'm behind on or like need to watch i just binged manifest how was it eh. first season was good and then it just got really weird like sort of like lost but i was gonna say like my roommates watching it and i was like this has a lost kind of it, it has it. a big lost five and season four got canceled um well, well it wasn't that lost so like then. <laughs> uh there's no resolution and i didn't know that until i got to the end of season three and i was like oh. i hate that can we just talk about that that actually puts me off of a show and if i'm really into one i'll actually look to see if it's either a still in production or b if it's done if it actually had the conclusion that it wanted to yeah and if it's not either one of those i'll stop watching it because I don't want to invest my time in something that's just going to be open-ended. Yeah, I don't think about it sometimes. Like, I watched Manifest when it aired season one back in the day. And, like, it was fun. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting concept. And then season two, it started getting really weird. And I was like, this is giving off some lost vibes. And then into season three, it was even more lost vibes. And, uh, and I guess they just canceled it. And I know the creator was like... He tweeted something about, like, we're working really hard to give the fans a conclusion. Like, and it may be a movie. Mm. They might do a manifest the, movie. There was a sci-fi show called Dark Matter. Yeah. Uh, and it was, like, I was really into the show. It had a really cool premise. And then I looked it up and realized that, like, it just gets straight up canceled without a resolution. And I was like, well, uh, I really like this show, but now I never want to watch it because it's just going to bother me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few shows like that. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I get that like not every show can reach its peak conclusion or anything, but for me, I mean, what's the? But I just hate like when stuff just gets canceled like in the season break. It's like you didn't even give them a chance to like try to wrap up their storylines. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then some shows get saved. Like I know they tried to get Netflix to save them, uh, but Netflix passed. One, like that's one reason why I won't watch uh, Firefly because I know it just it just there's really no resolution. It to has it. a resolution. Okay. There's a movie, Serenity. Oh, okay. Yeah, it it ends. It has a definitive conclusion. That, and that first episode's just so. Boring. That first episode is horrible. I don't know why. It's just so it's real boring. bad. Um, but no, you should watch it because the and and then watch Serenity. So boring though. Yeah. Once well, you, I mean, once you get I past it. About, I mean, I won't talk about what I'm watching right now for Christian's sake, since he gets all uppity about it. Uh, because that's the only thing I'm going to be watching in like the immediate future, uh, just because I mean, of the backlog I have. And um, you want me to do my diligence as host and just be like, and now our critical role segment, and then nope, I, <laughs> nope, 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 not doing it. I was going to talk about games. I was just saying I was going to avoid it because you seem to be perturbed when me and Cody go off into our tangents. So anyway, I'm quiet. I don't. I never say anything about it. Maybe if you watch just, it. You just had a little late. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know about games. Um, I'm in this weird spot where like I want to play something, but I don't know what I want to play, and I have too many things to play, and I feel overwhelmed. So I'm just kind of like, I'm not gonna play anything. But I mean, if you want to know what I want to play, I mean, I, I do want to finish Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, How far are you into it from your playthrough? Do you remember? So you know, like at the beginning when you fall off the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you got a lot to look forward to, man. It's, uh, and even better, um, you actually led into what I was excited about, and that's the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut coming. I out. have mixed feelings. You do? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I don't know if you paid that. attention. It's not a free PS5 upgrade. It is a new version of the game that you have to pay $60 for. Mm, no, you don't. I just, wanted, so, I just want to point out that I wasn't three. really done talking, but okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Tim. We'll get no, back to this. No, we're we're on this now. We're on this now. <sighs> so the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Essentially, it's got three price points. You can buy the game at full value, the seventy dollars or whatever it is on PlayStation Five, sixty dollars on. Well, I guess there's four price. There's uh, sixty dollars on PlayStation Four, um, and it's like a brand new game. If you already have the game. You only have to pay, I think it's like 20 or 30 for the extra content and then the the upgrade to PS5. Well, if that's the case, then fine. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Tim, so Tim, I, Tim, don't, Tim. I don't have to pay extra money if I want to get this upgrade? You hang on. You have to pay for the DLC. I, if they're doing what Final Fantasy VII did, then that's fine. Where I had, I to, pay, say, I had doing... to pay $20 for the integrated DLC, um, but the upgrade to to the five version was free that's yeah it's extremely similar to what uh final fantasy 7 did let me see if i can find the official thing real quick is there somebody in there? i also have okay. a friend that really wants me to play uh death stranding that she let me borrow and has been all up on my uh case to play it so i guess i'm gonna try to play death stranding at some point but like that i mean i I, I don't understand the game and it looks kind of boring to me, but I guess for her sake, I'm either going to try to play it or give it back to her. 
So from what I've heard, as far as that game, I haven't played it, so I can't speak for personal knowledge or anything. But it's, play it, it's a great game. I mean, it's a Hideo Kojima game. So, I mean, of course, it's going to be made wonderfully. But you're either going to get really into it or you're going to not. I'm probably not. It's one or the other. I'm probably going to give it back because I, I booted it up. I say I booted it up. I sound like a six-year-old man. I downloaded the thing. <laughs> uh, I, I turned it on and uh, I did. I got to the first part. And it was just kind of like head over here, but like I couldn't get around like this rock thing. And I was like, I don't know how to play this game. And I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't give you like a tutorial. It's just like head over there. I'm like, how do I get over there? They're like, head over there. <laughs> like, okay, well, where's the map? Head over there. I'm like, all right, well. This is already hard, and I already don't like this. And this is like right after the opening scene, so I might just give it back to her and be like, "I'm not smart enough to play this game." <laughs> I know my, I I know that like a lot of people enjoyed the game just because like the gameplay was fun, even though it was a majority like just walking. Yeah, I don't like, want to be a either. Every review I've seen of the game. Uh, says the same thing essentially where it's like there's like uh, like four or five cutscenes of story that have nothing to do with essentially with what you're doing in the game yeah and it's just like you're an amazon delivery guy and then there's some weird goopy people that are trying to kill you and then there's cutscenes about some stuff happening and then the game's over and you're like, yeah, like, okay. I'm one of those guys, like, I like weird kind of off-brand games where, like, you're like, whoa, what is this? And you have to, like, kind of, like, try to figure it out through the course of the game. And you, I, I'm, I'm on board if I don't really quite know what's going on the sure. whole entire time. And, That's like, like Returnal. I was totally yeah, on board like, with that. It kind of needs to be explained or I don't want to play it because then I feel like it, just like the television shows that just end, if I don't know what happened at the end of the game, you didn't make a good game. Yeah, that's sort of how like, I feel. Like, I understand, like, leaving some things open-ended. I mean, one of my favorite movies of all times is Inception, and people still talk about what happened at the end of that of that movie. But, like, everything made sense in Inception until, like, the end. Where, like, you just – it's up to your interpretation how you want the ending to go. But, like, right. everything story-wise made sense. I just don't like games that are just, like – guess you'll never really know what happened it's like no I, I i invested money into this tell me what happened like you can get our dlc and find out no no thanks <laughs> you should have told me what happened at the end yeah i didn't buy part of game about a whole game i mean that was you know part of my issue with games like destiny where like you got yeah, it yeah. and then like there was literally I, wanna... I almost i almost cursed I also don't want to have to read lore cards to understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, there really wasn't a story. And if you wanted the story, you had to, like, literally, like, search it. Like, your story should be succinct in everything that's happening on screen. Right. And then the lore behind it should just be like, if you want the background information of why things are the way they are, here you go. That's what lore is. Lore shouldn't be telling me your game. You should be. That's storytelling. You yeah. should be telling me what's happening. In the game. Nope, I agree. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Death Stranding's always kind of been like a maybe for me, but I don't realistically think I'll ever play it. Yeah. 
I, I, I mean, kind of want to go back and play, until, um, what was it, Days Gone. Yeah. Until um, Advent Children came out, you never really knew how Final Fantasy VII ended. That's true. And that's one of the greatest games of all time, quote unquote. Yeah, it's the best selling so like, Final I'm, I'm Fantasy cool game. I'm cool with like open endings, but like it has to make sense. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You can go ahead and talk about Ghost of Shishima now if you found a Christian. You're good. Uh, but yeah, so to clarify, uh, um, Sucker Punch put out a uh, PlayStation blog post. They were talking about like the breakdown of what's the up- what what they updated, the price points, and all that. Uh, so the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut that's scheduled to launch on August 20th is scheduled for a 69.99 USD in the United States for PS5 and a 59.99 USD uh, for the PS4. But if you already own the game uh, from the PS4, uh, the PS4 Director's Cut upgrade is 19.99 for PS4 users of the current version. And then if you buy that and then one day get a PS5, it's 9.99 to go from the Director's Cut on the ps4 to the ps5 and then if you have a ps5 like we all do and already have the game you pay 29.99 from the ps4 original to the ps5 director's cut okay so it's 30 dollars. correct so essentially all that you had to take away from that as far as us here in this you know little podcast is that it's going to cost us 30 dollars to get this new thing that's fine. The um, game's you guys worth it. Get, let me know if it's worth it. <laughs> it's, it's, I can tell you right now it's worth it. Uh, yeah, so I will say that, I mean, like, just for the, the sake of having it on the PlayStation 5, like, if it was literally just the same game and they were like, you're going to get a free new Platinum because your save transfers, which That's it does, they're to confirm that. Um, that uh, would have been worth it to me. <laughs> if it was slightly enhanced and I was like, I get to play on my PlayStation 5 and I automatically get a free Platinum, but in addition to that, Legends mode, which was a free DLC content that uh, multiplayer aspect that uh, released after the game launched, um, is also getting updates. Um, it's getting new game modes, new game areas to explore in multiplayer. And there's also um, in the normal story mode, there's uh, Iki, I think is how you pronounce it, I-K-I. It's an island bordering Tsushima, and it's actually a new story DLC. So you actually get to go over there as Jin and explore that region as well, where the Mongols also invaded. And yeah, so I'm extremely excited for all of that and tons of new content. So plus, like I said, I'm sure it's going to look prettier on the PlayStation Five. So. so okay, this is kind of what I was already kind of talking about before, and this probably doesn't have anything with Ghost of Tsushima because they're actually going to give you more story and whatnot. But I feel like, you know, I just mentioned Final Fantasy VII, not the remake, the original one, mm-hmm. um, being held as one of the greatest games, quote unquote, you know, with dispute with disputation. Uh, one of the greatest games of all time and it's just polygons that aren't even like shaped correctly now you just said i could upgrade ghost of shishima from my ps4 to my ps5 and play my ps5 i'm already playing it on my ps5 so i i the point i'm trying to make is i feel like there's just this like people have such like a focus on like they want the game to look the most realistic as possible that they're willing to forego quality and actually playing the game and it will give more money just to have it look prettier. Well, so for me, uh, it depends on the game. So like with remake, uh, getting the PS five version, um, and paying the $20 was not for the visuals. Cause the game looked immaculate 
anyway. It was more for the story edition. Yeah. Um, I'm saying, not trying to be like... No, 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 I know. I'm just saying for me personally. And then when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima, uh, if you get the DLC on the PS4, right? Like, if you're just playing the PS4 version and you just get the DLC, you're not getting... Um, you're missing out on uh, gameplay enhancements. So they're with the PS5 version, they're actually adding the haptic triggers and the feedback in the controller um, for the different textures and, and stuff like that. Like they're adding all of that into the PS5 version. So it's not just a visual enhancement. It's also a, um, a tactile experience, experience enhancement. Um, I think the, the other way I'm, I guess I'm looking at it too, is that like, if it's going to cost $20 to just on your PS4 version, get the new content, I'd rather pay just another extra 10 bucks and just get the PlayStation five. That too. Version. But the $10 um, is for that haptic feedback stuff. It's not just for the visual. Cause if it's a visual thing only, it would be free. Like, uh, anyway. like well, no, like Spider-Man, all, all the other PS4 to PS5 upgrades have been free. Unless it adds something to it, it's free. For me, personally, thinking back to playing through on the story of Ghost of Tsushima, the one thing I'm really excited for after seeing the differences in the Spider-Man PS4 to PS5 is the freaking load times. Like, <laughs> there, is a, there is a trophy in Spider-Man for like riding the rail or whatever five times. And essentially, the riding the rail is when you fast travel, it shows Spider-Man, you know, like on, on the, you know, the underground, on the, the train station. And you don't even see that screen on the PlayStation 5 version because it's like instant loading. So just to have that is also going to be extremely uh, beneficial. Uh, I think we were talking about this the other day when it's like, you know, now I feel spoiled after seeing those like, you know, play Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales and everything. After seeing those incredible load times thanks to SSD, I get spoiled. And so now when I load up a game, even like Dark Alliance doesn't take full advantage of the new hardware. So to like to have to sit there and experience the load times that we used to, you know, just expect on every single game, is uh, it's kind of a bother. But so yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I know it's not for everyone. And, and Tim, like I, I totally understand if you just want to, because I mean you haven't even played the original one yet. So I mean, if you wanted to play it on the PS4, I'm really just being a devil's advocate here. You know, like no, if it just what you're saying kind of tied into what Cody and I were talking about when you were like looking up something, and I was just making a point. I mean teach their own i'm not like harshing anyone's vibe here or anything like that i'm just i was just expressing a point no and i, I agree with you 100 percent. if but like i guess to that point if it doesn't add anything and it's literally just a visual enhancement i'm not paying for it yeah right like there's no point in that because i've already played it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay for that but if you add stuff to it, like the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback, uh, and you're actually utilizing the PS5 functions, and it looks better, and I get DLC, sure, I'll pay for it. What's interesting about this is that I'm kind of surprised, like, you know, the new Legends, Editions, Modes, you know, maps or whatever, that doesn't surprise me, um, considering how well Legends was, um, was taken and uh, accepted by the audience. But... I'm kind of surprised they're doing story DLC because how I'm not going to spoil it for you or anyone else, but how the original ends, I kind of just expected like a whole nother game, but yeah. like, 
I mean, like, I, I guess I can see what they're doing here because I guess this Iki, Iki, however you say it, um, is like right next to the Shishima Island, which is, of course is the main main game. It's essentially experiencing the same Mongol attack that the island was. So essentially, just like a new region, probably a new few more activities to do. It said new enemies uh, too. So to fight. did it? Okay. Yeah. So I don't huh. I don't know if it just means new Mongol types or uh, or what. But I, I'm assuming it's a story continuation. Yeah, I'd be kind of unless they're gonna like end this DLC with like yet another even kind of further cliffhanger as to like where Jin's headed after this. Because I can't imagine them coming out with another. I mean, I guess they could. I can't imagine them coming out with another DLC. I don't I see Ghost of Tsushima being a series. Personally, I think I think it's a one-off. You think it's a standalone? Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, like, I mean, I could see them doing another similar game, but I don't know that you could make this particular thing a series because it's very specific. You know what I mean? Like you could well, do another I, yeah. ghost <laughs> game, be... like, but I don't think we'll see Ghost of Tsushima like... 2. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree with you on that. I definitely think if there's a sequel, it'll be called like Ghost of Tokyo or like. Right. Ghost okay. Of... Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can, it'll I be can the same character. Yeah. You'll play as the same guy going forward, but it'll be it won't just be you know the typical blah 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 episode two or part two or whatever. It'll have to be different because it's not on Tsushima anymore. Right. I could, but I could see them doing it almost their version of Assassin's Creed because let's be real honest, they did everything Assassin's Creed did better. Oh yeah, can't say. <laughs> I'm just. Oh uh, yeah, but. Like legitimately, was like this looks like it's gonna be fun, and then did something else. Having played, <laughs> having played all of them except for Odyssey, because I just won't. Um, uh, they did literally everything Assassin's Creed has done, but better. Like they they essentially made the perfect Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I guess to put it into perspective, is I've, I I have played every single Assassin's Creed game. And I fell in love with the series to what it could be, not necessarily what it's become. Um, and the first time Sucker Punch made a game similar-esque to Assassin's Creed, they made the exact Assassin's Creed I've, game I've wanted for years. Yeah, since years, the very beginning. Which is why Ghost of Tsushima is probably... It's in my top three. It might be my, my top game of all time. Yeah, between... Well, seven will always be at the top for me, but uh, honestly, it's between Ghost of Tsushima and Red Dead Redemption Two for me. Like they're 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 neck and neck. I think I'm gonna give it to Ghost because while I do love Red Dead, it's it's such a long game. It's so so long, but like they get such a good story in there. I I just, I just don't know. Tim, I don't think I actually know what your favorite game is of all time. Mine? Yeah. Of all time? Yeah, like favorite game just in history. Matter to the platform, whatever. I mean... Uh... <laughs> if you don't if you don't actually have an answer you don't have to come oh, up with one. I just yeah, I don't think... Of, I thought of like five immediately and I was like, well, which one oh, okay. is my favorite? Um, okay, can you pick a top three? Sure. Um, okay. Th 
when I say this, I mean the original God of War. Um, Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, 3 is always, always. Um, Persona 5. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But if I was going to do 5, then you're talking about original Final Fantasy 7. And then... I thought you liked, um, was it six or nine more? Eight. Eight. Oh, I almost had it. Uh, <laughs> no, eight has a special place because I played it first. I think okay. seven is a superior game. Sure. But I always have like that extra love for eight because it was the first one I played. I gotcha. Um, but I think seven is a superior game to eight. I just think eight doesn't get enough love. No, I don't think uh, it does either. I, but I, I do think that seven has had the best story. Yeah, Overall. and then to run off the, to run off my top five, it's it's Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. Those are, those would probably be in my solid five, because uh, I because now I was like, well, I also like Breath of the Wild a lot. Yeah, uh, Ocarina of Time will always sit right around three or four for me. But the those, I mean, if I had to pick an you know, absolute one. I'm going to probably just go with the Retro Mario 3 because it's the one I played so much when I was a kid and it's a classic game and it's beloved by pretty much everyone. So if I had to pick one, I would pick, honestly, Mario 3. How about you, Christian? I think the only game from childhood or whatever that actually has continued to stay in my top three is Pokemon Silver. And that's the that's I about three. silver too. See, like it's so hard to pick one. Silver is definitely silver. in my top five. Oh, I forgot about no. silver. Damn it! <laughs> it's all right. I think I like um, Soul Silver. I mean, it's the same game, but like in terms of versions of of the game, I think Soul Silver is my favorite. You know what's funny is that silver and gold are practically the same game, but everybody always picks silver. I don't know a lot of because Ho Oh sucks. Yeah, because Lugia is superior. Lugia is way <laughs> superior, and Ho Oh sucks. And I remember when those two games came out, uh, me and you were like, oh, we can't get the same one. Uh, and I was like, well, I really like silver, but you also really like, I'll, I'll get gold. And yeah, I think you actually got heart gold. I yeah. got heart gold. And I was like, I'm from I remember you saying the same thing. Like, we should get, like, both of them so we can get all the Pokemon. I yeah. went, all right, cool. I'm not getting anything but soul silver. Yeah, and I was like, You're well, like, I guess I'll get gold. I guess I'll get heart gold. <laughs> I was like, oh. My stance was firm. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'm buying Soul Silver. Like, you can go ahead and try to convince me to get Heart Gold, but oh. it's Soul Silver. <laughs> so, if you want all the Pokemon, you got to get Heart Gold. Yeah. My top two favorite video games of all time have come out in the past year Rift, of, Rift Apart. Rift Apart is probably number two, and Ghost Ooh. of Tsushima, I think, okay. is number one. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Wow, I really but thought. I said original God of War, by the way, not the remake, because there's something that's so good about the original God of War. Like it was like it's it was unique at the time, and it was like the first game I ever like that I remembered like that, that wasn't an RPG that I was like really into. So a nostalgia, I'm sure, plays a big role in that. Then. Oh yeah, like I I could play that game now. It's, Bad as graphics as they are, I could play that game now and be just as happy as when I played it in like 2006. Yeah, it's a great. So game. I I think we've talked about this before. 
God of War remake was my introduction to the series. Oh, really? You never played the original God of War? I never have. I've always meant to go back and play, and I think they came out with like a trilogy or something on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. But the I just I never went back, and so when they go when eBay, one, you a cheapo, <laughs> and you can borrow my copy. So I never sold it. Not gonna lie, oh, you say PS2 or PS3? Well, I have the PS2 copy still, so you have to get a PS2. Oh, okay. I was but gonna say not gonna lie, get a PS3, I've, go for it. <laughs> I've thought about trying to get my hands on a PlayStation 3 again because I want to go back play the original trilogy of God of War, and I want to go back and play all the old Ratchet and Clank games again. And yes, there is I- like a collection pack for the PlayStation 3 that has was never brought to PS4 and hasn't yet to be brought to PS5, and I really want to go back and play it all. Crazy thing is, is that, like, a PS3 still goes for, like, 300 bucks if you're going to buy it. I know. It's new. Yeah. It's, like, $300. If you go on eBay, it's not much cheaper. Yeah, so... Because there's, like, there's, there's some games on PS3 that I want to play, because, like, yeah. I, I want to play, like, Drakengard and stuff like that, which never got enough, you know, love to get, like, a an upgrade uh which is really which is a really fun game and like uh there was a heaven's blade or something like that that was like very like like a gosh war one that i really enjoyed wasn't that a launch title yeah it was a launch title it was really good and like no one ever talks about it i thought it was pretty good uh it was like teen rated female kratos but you know i thought it was a pretty good story pretty good campaign for what it was i remember seeing like the demo and the trailer when the three first came out and being like oh i need it i need it so bad and i never played it well it was really good but like ps3s are still kind of stupid expensive yeah considering the five is out now and people still play the four I'm sure it's probably just largely in part that the PS3s are stopped production. So, like, you can't probably. buy a fresh off the press PlayStation 3. It's just off of what a, what already exists out in the world. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, but, if you find a cheapo PS2 and you want to play Resident Evil War. Or, you know. Uh, you know what? Ashley has uh, a PlayStation 2. I have got a War if you want to play it. All right, here we go. Or, by and other means, too. emulate it. I wasn't gonna say that, but I, I was gonna say with a other... legally a legally obtained ROM. Yeah, obviously. Don't go to any website yeah, looking for one. Don't do that. Don't do that. Cody can't show you how to do it, so. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, guys, is there anything else you would like to add before we round this episode out? Watch Critical Role. Yeah. Christian, watch Critical Role. All right. Well, now that I've got my homework for the week, that's going to wrap up this week's more episode. It's going to be more than a week, buddy. That's <laughs> your homework for the you next year. Like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment below. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SKO Entertainers or visit our website, www.skoentertainment.net, for more information. And finally, don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you.